Welcome to The Soapbox. My name is Chris Kraft. And I'm Micah Davis. We want to have conversations spanning everything from philosophy to finance, and we want you to join us. Our goal on this podcast is to share new perspectives on old ideas, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Glad to have you. We're going to do a topic today. Literally, we were just having a conversation. I think every one of our podcasts begins the same way. <laughs> we're having a great conversation outside the podcast and one of us says, hey, let's hit record. Got to record them. There you go. So we're going to do a topic today that is near and near to both of our hearts. And it's really cool, the timing, because, and actually I just thought about this, not that I've known this, but I just thought in this case, my my 14 year anniversary is tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, and Mike just is sitting, about that earlier. My, and Mike is sitting on a couple months now. Um, yeah. So we're going to do a talk on marriage. And I want to give a couple of disclaimers before we get started, because we're not doing a talk on divorce. And right. we were talking about this back and forth, how we're not, it's one of those situations where it's very tough in our culture to talk about one thing. People people think that if you talk about one side of the coin, you're automatically by default tearing down the other side. Right. So I want to make sure we specify by talking about the advantages and how you can be happy and married. We're not in any way tearing down divorce. We're just gonna we're we're just gonna state up front. That's not even what we're talking about. Right. If you've had a past, if you're going through things now, there are interesting people in the world. Hey, I'm not here to judge. But what I am here to tell you is that my wife and I have an amazing marriage. We are best friends. Yesterday, we not yesterday, a couple of days ago, we spent 10 solid hours together talking, reminiscing, going through pictures. And I want to share stories. I want to talk about how it's very, and we can talk about principles as we go through here, but we're not going to have a talk on how to not get divorced. It's, it's kind of like... It's kind of like how to not look at porn if you're a guy. Well, if, if I focus on my wife and how much I love her, instead of focusing on I'm not going to look at porn, I'm not going to look at porn. Don't think about pink elephants. Don't, yeah. Don't think about go. pink elephants. Yeah, exactly. Guess what you're thinking about. Dang it. <laughs> so, I, or, or as we grew up in youth group, I lost the game. Oh, man. <laughs> so Me too. So here's the point. It is very possible and it's very challenging because you have to be intentional about it, but it's very possible to be happy and married at the same time. Right. At the same time. So, uh, so, so we're going to dive into this topic, and I, it's such a passion of mine. Um, unfortunately, the vast majority of the people that I grew up with um, are, have gone through divorce and things like that. And, and so Laura and I were very, very intentional when we first, even before we got married, we said, we're going to read marriage books. We're going to talk to people who have been happily married. Like I, one, one, one thing, and I'd like you to speak to this cause you've only been married a couple months now, but when we were early in our marriage, we intentionally did not get marriage advice from people who didn't like their wives or husbands. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so logical to me, but it's also funny to me how sometimes we'll talk to each other and how guys will get with guys and complain about their wives. And just from what Laura tells me, girls will get with girls and complain about their husbands. Right. And, and I go, I don't want to talk to people like that about marriage. Show me somebody who loves their spouse, who is, is adoring. You used some words earlier, and I want you to go into this. Like your mindset about marriage that you're walking into it with is you want your wife to feel cherished. Right. How she's important. Not that you always want her happy. One of my favorite subtitles of a book ever is the book Sacred Marriage that says maybe God created marriage not to make us happy, but to make us holy. Mm -hmm. So, So give me some of your thoughts and walking into a marriage new. 
what and I I don't want people to get idealistic. Well, he'll grow out of that. I, I actually, dude, I had somebody tell me that early on. Really? I told him I love my wife. She's my best friend. And I had a guy tell me you'll grow out of it. And you know, I bet his wife is real happy. Yeah, yeah. And you know who I never talked to marriage about again. So anyway, <laughs> I, I want to hear your thoughts about what are some things just starting off, some things that you're focusing on. Because I look at you guys and you've got a great relationship. Nobody's perfect, obviously. No. We're human beings. But what are some things that you're focusing on early on that um, that are producing the marriage that you're hoping to have? Well, I think one thing that we try to focus on is just the things we enjoy together. And we enjoy a lot of stuff together. I mean, you know, Darian and I are both hyper nerds. So we enjoy, you know, certain anime and we've started collecting manga all of a sudden. And and we're both very, very uh, devoted Christians, especially devoted in our church. So we're very active in our church. Um, we have a lot of things in common, a lot to talk about. We love to read. We love movies. We like TV shows. Um, we both love to learn new skills. We're very tech savvy. We're both gamers. We just have a lot to share. And so I think that's one thing that has really helped us a lot. If there was any piece of advice I was to give anyone to anyone who wasn't married yet, it would be find someone who enjoys some of the things at least that you enjoy. It's good. Um, I think having some things to do in common is as important as having belief systems in common. Because too many people want to go with, well, I just want to marry a Christian conservative girl who's going to believe the same things I believe politically and spiritually. And it's like, no, that's totally important. I agree with that. But don't buy into that's the only thing that matters. Because then when you're trying to look for a date to go on on the weekends, you spend all three days trying to figure out what to do instead of actually doing it. (laughs) Because she hates movies and you love them. And she likes shopping and you hate it. And she likes... You know, you like hiking and she can't stand the outdoors. You don't want to marry someone that you're completely incompatible doing something with good. just because you believe the same things. And I think a lot of, I, I think a lot of people get trapped into that kind of idea. Well, as long as she believes what I believe, we'll be happily married. And it's like, well, but if you got nothing to do, your lifetime's a long time to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, so find someone that has some common interests with you as well as having those same belief systems. Um, that you have for, for people who are unmarried, for people who are, are married, I obviously don't have that much to advice, but you know, let me actually go on the other side since, and let's stay on that topic for a right. second. Cause we're about to celebrate 14 years. So if you are married and you, uh, first we'll start with somebody who you do like the same things together. You, you need to a focus on the things you do like. The longer you're married, you tend to start. And this is Laura and I have done marriage counseling, we, we've, we've married some, we, we've done a lot of different stuff. And what you start realizing is the longer people are married, they start a, the things you fell in love with start getting annoying. Yeah. And like the personality traits that you love, if you're, if you fell in love with your wife because she's peaceful and she's, she doesn't run over you in different stuff. Now all of a sudden you're whining cause she doesn't take initiative. <laughs> right, or or maybe the husband is so detail oriented. You love that he did everything correctly. Now you're whining because he is too particular and it's not spontaneous enough. Right, right. So first of all, enjoy the, remember the things you enjoyed, but also go try something new. Like m- maybe you've been married for five, ten, twenty, thirty years, and you're you're very well uh, under the understanding we are just nothing alike. Here's the challenge, and, and I. I've told people this before, the more mature one will give in first. Yeah. So if, if you're in an argument, especially the more mature one will apologize first. And if you're going on a date on Friday night, the more mature, the more mature one will say, well, what would you like to do this Friday night? 
and you're going to give in to them. And they'll follow through. There you go. And, and then follow through and don't whine about it the whole time you're doing yes. it. Yes. Because then you might as well not even do it. Right? Exactly. So You've made it unenjoyable for both of you. Exactly. So what was the point? So, so the, and, and we're mainly speaking to people who want to have a good marriage. And, and I guess it's unfortunate we got to give that disclaimer up front. But there's some people that just honestly consider that they're going to be doomed to a terrible marriage. And I would consider that that's a cultural idea. Mm-hmm. That's not born in us, right? We, we just kind of assume since most people get divorced, we're going to end up having a terrible lot. I have a fantastic marriage. We play cards together. We play board games together. Laura got to teach, got to tell me all about her missions trip to Kosovo that she went on when she was a teenager. So we brought all these pictures up. Uh, I, I, I got to um, teach her about football. She didn't care about football, but she knew I did. So now all of a sudden she starts going, okay, I love Chris. I don't really care about football, but because he enjoys it, I'm going to spend some time on this. So that, that, so when it comes to like you were talking about, yes, you definitely want to marry someone who likes at least some of the same things. And the other thing I'd say is find the things you like, right? Yeah, exactly. Go try some stuff. Yeah. So, so do something. (laughs) There you go. The next thing I'd really like to speak to is the idea of, is the idea of, of the time you spend together, right? And, and again, th- this topic is not on avoiding divorce. This is how to have a thriving marriage is understanding. And I, I'm going to throw some books out here because it's all right. This is a soapbox pun completely intended. All right. This is one of my biggest soapboxes is when people come up to me and say, wow, Chris, I'd love to have your marriage. And then the same people tell me they're not willing to do the work that we did to get the good marriage. Yep. What do you think? I just married the right person. I married an incredible girl, but she's nowhere close to perfect. And she married me for goodness sake. So she's got the patience of Job for one. <laughs> and, 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 but I'll tell you what, she's grown when I, I can't describe to you the feeling when, when you see your wife reading a marriage book, mm-hmm. when you see your wife reading a book called for women only, there's a plug by Shanti Feldman Feldman. Um, for men only, for women only. Love and respect by um, by Dr. Emmert. Um, Personality Plus by Florence Littauer. The five love languages. Um, wow, what's the other one? The DNA of Relationships by Gary Smalley. Some of these books that you need to understand. How can I make my spouse feel more appreciated? Right. Feel more appreciated. So, what kind of stuff do you guys intentionally do? Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's listening. Maybe it's who you associate with. Would you describe some of the things that you intentionally do to become a better spouse? Because one more thing before I ask that, I had, a, I had a lady come up to Laura. Actually, she came up to Laura a couple of weeks ago at church, and I was proud of the question she asked. And you'll appreciate this because you're melancholy like me. She came up to Laura and she said, Laura, do you have a book suggestion on how I can become a better wife? Mm. Notice a lot of people will say, can you give me a book to where I can make my husband better? Right. Or, or even that I can have a better marriage. She specifically said, so I can become a better wife. You know what that tells me? That's a wife who wants to improve to make her marriage better. She's already thinking about how can I make myself better so that maybe our marriage will improve. Not how can I fix him. So exactly. Micah Davis, how, how, what do you do to intentionally increase the quality of your marriage? I think some of the things that we do, first of all, is spend intentional time together. A lot of people don't have, I mean, I know, I know this is harped on a lot um, in, you know, self-help marriage books and stuff, but there's a reason for it, right? Right, right. Is because we need date time together. 
you need to take a day and spend time together. Like you just said, with you and Laura, you just spent 10 hours together on Saturday going through pictures and reminiscing and spending time together and getting to know about each other a little bit more. You, you said you didn't know about the missions trip before no. Saturday, right? <laughs> Brand new thing, How? and you've been married 14 years. That's awesome that there's still new stuff to learn about Laura after 14 years. I mean, that's your marriage if it, it'd be a teenager, yeah. you know? Let me throw something in there. And, and just because I read this the other day, it said the way to have, the, the way to really appreciate your spouse is to treat them like buried treasure. Mm. Like if you were digging for treasure, A, how excited are you to find it? Right. And B, when you find it, how excited are you? Right. So if that's the way I was listening to my wife, Right. Yeah. I was listening to her like I was digging for treasure. Like she was explaining this part about my life. I was excited with her. I was excited for her being intentional about that. So you said that and it made me yeah. think about it. Well, and what's one of the coolest things about buried treasure that we always find in all these movies and pirate movies and stuff? It's the history behind the piece that you mm -hmm. have, right? True. I mean, like think about the, you know, you dig up some old gold crown in the in your backyard. Well, that's cool. It's worth something, right? But then you find out, you know, it was your ancestor who was the queen of some civilization that right. this is a thousand years old. That's cooler. Now it has a personal tie to you and you have this really cool thing that you learned about the history of this piece. Even if it's not a personal tie, it's still cool to learn the history of these things. That's why, that's why we have keepsakes, right? Exactly. That's why we keep heirlooms. That's why we have, you know, all these different um, historical, that's why we have museums mm -hmm. just to learn the history about, you know, rocks. Um, the art museum is, is really cool in Birmingham, but it's, it's chiseled things from India. That doesn't have a personal tie to me, but it sure is cool to see the history behind these things and the stories they're telling. Um, so I, I like, I like that metaphor a lot. And then, um, on top of that, you know, spending time together and getting to know each other, uh, intentionally, not, not, you have to go grocery shopping and so you go to Walmart together. Okay. <laughs> get time together spend it together either share a meal or or something spend a day together to get to know to, to get intentional time together so that you learn more about them or because there are some things that you don't remember until you spend time with them sometimes you don't remember their sense of humor if you haven't had a conversation in a long time sometimes you don't remember how deep deep how much of a deep thinker they are until you spend more time with them and so I think that's something that we can think about too with um, intentionally getting time. And then sharing sharing a hobby uh, is something we do too. We both love a particular trading card game that I will keep unnamed, but it, 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 we, we like games. We, we spend time playing that. Um, my wife loves Crash Team Racing. It's one of her <laughs> favorite video games, so we play that. Um, so again, finding things to do and finding conversations to have. And I say both of those things because I, I heard it once and I find it very true, at least for myself. I know it's not true for all guys and all women, but guys like to bond by doing things together. Women bond by talking to each other. If you're only doing one or the other, only one person's bonding. I like that. And so I think that you need to find things to do together for whoever it is in the relationship that, that bonds by doing things. And I think you need to talk to each other and get to deeper understanding of each other so that the other person gets to bond too. That's awesome. That's awesome. L let me throw out something here and I'm, it's not a disclaimer. It's something to, it's a warning uh, for our listeners right now, because the number one issue when I'm talking to married couples that I run into that I'm going to say it more accurately, the number one problematic mindset 
that people have is, for example, Micah just said, guys like to do this, girls like to do this. The number one problematic mindset that I see in marriages is when they, is when they tell me, well, that's not the problem we're having. Like they end up isolating themselves from everybody else and realize when you've isolated yourself from everybody else, you're beyond help. Right. Nobody can help you. So if you tell me, well, that's not how we are. We both bond this way. Well, cool. Now that you know that, fix it. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me what's not working. Tell me what's working. Tell me what you appreciate. Like it, when, when people sit down with me and start complaining, you know, the number one way, if you don't like people whining, because I can't stand when men whine about their women, there's no bigger turnoff to me because for one thing, it tells me they're not a man mm-hmm. because they're not putting forth the effort to put, to put effort into their number one job, which is their, and this is a big belief system I have and people disagree with me on that. Feel free to disagree. I come from a biblical mindset. And in a biblical mindset, a husband and wife become one and the children are number two. Right. The spouse is you and your spouse are one flesh, the Bible says. And it said after that, now your children are the most important thing. I see way too many mothers that end up worshiping their kids and forget their wife. And I'm not just talking in the bedroom. And I'm not, yeah, sorry, husbands. I, and I'm not just talking about in the bedroom. I'm talking about everything. Yeah. Right. Like currently I'm a youth pastor. I'm a business owner. I'm an employee. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm all these things. When do I, when, when do I ever stop being those things? I'm those things all the time. Right. So when I'm a husband, but I'm a husband first, right? I'm a husband first. And, uh, so that, but so he, and my mind goes so many places on this. So here's the deal. Quit telling me what's wrong with your marriage. Quit telling me what's wrong with your wife. Tell me the things you enjoy, because I promise nothing good can come from you telling me the things that are wrong with your marriage, unless you're asking me for mentoring to figure out what to fix. And I'm not going to tell you how to fix her. I'm going to tell you how to fix yourself so that your marriage becomes better. Exactly. And I've heard a lot of people tell me, well, they're unresponsive. They're not going to fix it. Here's the deal. A relationship by definition is two people that are together. What automatically happens to the quality of the relationship when one person chooses to better themselves, the relationship automatically becomes better, right? If I have two plus two equals four and that two increases itself to a four, now it's four plus two equals six. Now, now it's better, right? Right. Now it's growing. The relationship is growing because one person chooses to. And here's the other thing. If you're not going to grow, odds are they have no incentive to grow. Yeah. So take the initiative and start doing, don't tell me, well, that's not us. Well, then who are you? Yeah. What, what, tell me the, what building blocks do we have to build a marriage on? Cause it's perfectly possible to be happy and married, but you got to work on it. You've got to yes. try. You've got to know the good things about them. You've got to build with those good materials. Way too often people want to build a terrible building with the terrible materials. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They do this. They're probably talking about us. They're doing this. They're doing this. Well, that's great. You're building a terrible marriage by the words you're speaking. Right. And I, I, I would challenge our listeners if <laughs> I'm really hesitant saying this on a podcast, but I'm going to say it because I'm that sure about it. I think if anybody knows Chris Craft, and I asked Mike and Darian this tonight, I believe I can honestly say you have not heard me having a whining session about Laura Craft. And you won't. And you're not going to. Why? Because I have built that into my marriage from day one. Right. And, the, and, and I've, I've worked on increasing myself. And guess what she's done in response? She's worked on herself. And again, nowhere close to perfect. We have our own things we work on, but I promise you, I will not be spouting venom about my wife to any other male. And in my personal opinion, 
my soapboxes, my glasses, is any, any man who does whine and complain about his wife is tearing down the foundation of his marriage. Well, and let me jump in here. You're talking about what you're... Please do. I'm getting angry for a minute. <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking about your habit of not tearing Laura down, right? You're talking about your habit of not talking crap about your wife, not, not being you know, one way to her and one way with your, with your guy buddies. Um, and what does that automatically making that first choice of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk poorly about Laura to my guy friends because that's what guys do. I'm just not that automatically removes her ever hearing about it. And you having to explain yourself. There's one thing that I like to say about, about, Darian, my wife, is that she, if she ever says anything negative about me in a conversation with someone else, I guarantee you she has already said it to my face. Yeah. She's already told me that it, bother, that it bothers her. And typically, if she even brings up something negative about me, then lots of times, actually 100% of the time so far, we've been married, you know, keep in mind our time, but still, um, she only uses it as an ex- uh, as an example, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, this used to be kind of hard, but he's working on it now. Hey, the, this used to be something that he a habit he used to have. Here's how you know we worked through it. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, and that I understand. What I don't want to hear come out of another. So that that I understand coming from a guy too. If I'm asking advice and he's like, "Hey, we had this problem, you know, this is how we worked through it. Here's a book to read. Here's something to listen to. Here's a movie we saw that influenced us. Whatever." then that's great. I'm always at, when I ask for advice, using yourself as an example is fine. It's when I get into a conversation about marriage and then it's, oh man, those finances, we just can't get them in order because my wife just loves to go and spend everything. Or, oh man, she won't let me get this new thing, this new video game or this new card game or this new uh, microphone or whatever. It's like, you don't, I don't want to hear about these complaints that you're currently, these fights you're having. That's not my business that's between you and your wife and if you haven't talked to her yet i can't help you so you're just complaining to me for no reason anyway and what happens when someone in our circle says it to their wife and then their wife it gets around to the to to your wife now you're gonna have this fight anyway and it's gonna be under worse circumstances because you weren't man enough to bring it up with her. Exactly. And, and given we're speaking to lots of men and a lot of the wives may be going, yeah, yeah, let's, let, let's just. <laughs> we do that because we are because men. Because we are men. But what, <laughs> what I will say is that my wife has had plenty of times where she will leave, and, and I, I'm just going to be honest, she will leave a woman's gathering quicker than she would because she's tired of them whining about their husbands. And she'll come tell me. She said, Chris, I couldn't stand being around an atmosphere where all they did was whine about their husband. She said, I never heard one positive comment. And if I did, that's the girl I'm going to go talk to off to the side. Because we're going to build our husbands up. That's how you have a good marriage. So again, we're not wanting to guard against divorce here. We're saying, how are you happy in marriage? You're happy by talking about the positives. I love talking about my wife behind her back. I love talking about how much of a learner she is. I love talking about how much she's a natural mom, even though she has no kids and everybody around her becomes her kids. I love pumping up my wife. I love when people, yeah, I'll tell you what I, this, this might be wrong, but early in our marriage, I took pride when women came and told me, man, I'm jealous of your wife because of the way you talk about her. I took pride in that because I want my wife to feel like you said, cherished. 
and right. valued. And you don't have to grow out of that. I call BS. I get so aggravated when people say, you're going to grow out of that romantic stuff. We were just talking earlier how people are shocked when you tell them that you're not having massive fights in the first year of your marriage. You don't have to have a terrible first year of marriage. You can have a thriving first year of marriage. You can enjoy each other. You can enjoy spending time together. You can create memories. You can do all these things, but guess what? It's a choice. Right. It's a choice. One more thing I want you to speak to real quick, Micah, because we were talking about this earlier, and we do need to, we can talk about this for a long time because it's, oh, it's yeah. one of my biggest soapboxes, but I'd like you to speak real quick, maybe just two or three minutes, on the value of association yes. and how association <laughs> ties into having a better marriage for yourself. Yeah, so I was going to bring that up in just a second, actually. With the association, Darian and I talk, were talking about this last night. And, you know, we, we deal with, you, in life, you deal with a lot of people who are going to complain about complain about their spouses. That's what we're taught to do culturally. It's on every TV show. It's in every sitcom. That's the thing. And, and the earliest I remember it is Home Improvement because that was one of my earliest childhood <laughs> sitcoms. True. The dude's an idiot. The, 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 the husband's an idiot. The wife is the smart one. And the husband's always having to, to, to you know, he's always doing something stupid, saying something stupid, making his wife mad. And then he has, they have this fight and then he has to go talk to her, but he always complains about her anyway in the hardware store or on tool time. You know, he's always complaining about her. And I, I remember that. And that's, that's really that, sad when you think about it. Yeah. It's sad uh, that's what you remember. But I remember, I remember as a kid thinking the structure of home improvement was Tim does something stupid. Tim says something stupid to Jill, makes her mad. Tim talks to Wilson. Tim fix it, fixes it. Wow. Right? That, that, I mean, right. there, was, there was one episode and they cracked the joke that Jill asked Wilson for advice because she had made Tim mad or hurt Tim and they were like oh wow this doesn't happen much you know and it's like there's something to be said when your culture and, and they repair the relationship I think that's what makes home improvement kind of enjoyable is they repair it but there's something to be said about sitcoms and stuff where it's constant fighting constant complaining about your spouse and so we just do it in real life too associating yourself with those people only encourages you to also complain about your spouse. If I'm standing with a friend and he goes, man, my wife, and, and we've talked about this before with our conversation episode, I believe, but he says, my wife just is on me about finances and won't let me get this new tool. And you're like, oh, well, guess what? My wife won't let me even buy a Blu-ray. And you become the story topper of how terrible your wives can be. Why'd you marry them? You know, it's like sometimes, and, and are you explaining things? Are you explaining the fact that you have nothing in savings and that's why she won't let you spend $5 because you can't even save that? <laughs> there are a lot of other circumstances going on here. Why complain about your wife instead of trying to be encouraging and loving towards her and, and cherishing her like, like we talked about? So, so with association. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, put, so, so, put yourself with people that care about their wives yeah. and don't talk crap about them. I mean, it's it's like you were talking about earlier how you don't hear a negative word out of out of your mouth about Laura. I I, I won't, and I can't think of any time, even when you and I have been alone doing this podcast or playing Rocket League or anything like that, that you've ever said a negative word about Laura. And you've known me how long? Six, seven, going on seven going on eight years, years, right? Eight. Eight. Yeah. It's been a long You're time. You're getting old. I'm not. Yeah. So, and and, and, and the, the, listen, for our listeners, this is not about, oh, let's bump it up, Chris and Mike. No, no, no. It's not the point. The point is we don't have any examples in our world today. Like, let's point to a sitcom where the couple are perfectly 
where they have a thriving marriage and they love each other. Like point to one. There may be a couple and, and here, here's what I'll promise you. They don't laugh as hard at those as they do when they tear each other down. We're literally taught to laugh harder at the ones where they do. Like the shows that I enjoy, I have to go back this far. Boy Meets World. Yeah. The Cosby Show. Some of these where you have family values. And again, there may be, and again, please don't listen to this podcast and go, oh, they just hate all this. It's not the point. The principle. No, I love Stranger Things, but it's really awkward to see the older lady want to get with a teenager. And you're like, your marriage has got to be better than that. You could have written a married couple much better than that. There you go. So, so here's the point. The principle is be intentional about your marriage and you'll have a good marriage. Live accidentally and live according to culture and everybody else who you're listening to and odds are you're going to have a crappy marriage because, because it's your responsibility. And the people who have, here's what I'll promise you. I'll promise you this. The people who have good marriages made it happen. Right. They were intentional. They put effort. They took time. There's tons of apology. There's tons of tears and there's tons of makeup, right? Yeah. There's tons of all of it. It, it. It's all part of a good marriage. So let me encourage you, find some association, find some people. Oh, Chris, I don't know anybody. Well, you need a new circle of friends. <laughs> Let's just be straight up. If you don't have anybody who appreciates their wives and husbands, you need to find some new association. Yeah. And if you're having problems, talk to somebody. I'm begging you. There's nothing wrong with marriage counseling. There's nothing wrong with talking to a third party to get their perspective. You're not asking for permission. You're asking for perspective. Right. And when you get a new perspective, act on it. So yeah. Mike, I've thrown out a lot of books. I'll throw out a couple more. Do you have any suggestions, anything that you want to throw out before we close? Uh, just a couple. One uh, is works of love by Kierkegaard. Again, if you want to look at a more philosophical dive on what love is and maybe how you can apply it, he's very, very practical in the way that he deals with love. Um, I also really like mingling of souls by Matt Chandler. Um, that's a really good, you know, relationship I don't want to say marriage specifically because it also kind of covers dating but it's right. it's a very good relationship book um, I just want to say one last thing before we get into the closing Go statements and that would be if you and your spouse are having if if you have an issue with your spouse if there's something they're doing that is hurting you that is frustrating you and you're complaining to your friends about it chances are you're talking to the wrong person talk to your spouse even if you know it's going to start a fight have the fight that's good. Talk it out. Because even if it takes a week, you're doing nothing to help yourself or them or your marriage by not having the fight. You're exactly right. I appreciate that, man. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in and end it, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Remember, the world does not need another artificial copy. The world needs an original you. And by the way, so does your spouse. Take your glasses, stand on your soapboxes, go change the world. We'll see you next time.